Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to be reflecting on our creative project that we've been working on this entire season. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? So this week and last week, actually, I have had to be a bit of a caregiver. So my husband has shoulder surgery. And of course, it's the arm that he writes and does everything with. So he's needed a little extra help. Um, So I've had to figure out how to continue my creative endeavors and schooling and all the other things while also taking care of him and kind of picking up some of the slack of the things that he typically does to help me out around the house. Um, So that has been a challenge in itself. But the one thing that I want to mention, I'm very excited about, I, I submitted something that scares me and I'm not going to tell y'all what it is. So sorry, you're just going to have to wonder, but I did it. And that's the important thing. It was a submission that I've been considering making and it scares the bejesus out of me and I procrastinated it had to be postmarked tomorrow so see I have a full day ahead and (laughs) Romy's very upset about things anyway so it has been submitted and I'm glad and so I want to I want this to be a um, maybe a kick in my tail to make sure that when things like this come up in the future, that I don't procrastinate and that I don't let the fear of the thing stop me from just submitting or just doing whatever. So that's kind of where mm. I am. <laughs> oh, you are preaching to my soul, joy, regulatory. <laughs> yeah, you know, if we're if we're a little bit scared of it, or maybe even a lot scared of it, then it means that we care about it. I mean, if it, as long as it's not like going to harm us or you know, it's right. not like something that's, you know, toxic. So I guess evaluate if it's toxic, See, evaluate if it's going to harm you. And then if it's not, then you might care about it. Um, and I love that you, you took a leap and we all need to be taking leaps every once in a while. It's what makes us feel alive. And um, it's those, oh, I also wanted to say about like, your husband and being down and that sort of thing. It just reminds me that we need to have, we need to have ups and downs so that we can really appreciate the ups. And I know that you're probably thinking, man, I'm really glad that husband does X, Y, and Z on a regular basis or every week would feel like this week, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there's definitely things that we can really appreciate whenever we know the good times and the bad. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? I was just trying to think about like what my creative week could be. And um, it has been a lot. This week has been a lot of running. It's been a lot of, well, I will say that my full-time job, I've had to be on my feet thinking about creative um, solutions to problems 
constantly and um, creative ways to address certain situations and things like that to where we are honoring not only the institution, but also the people who are working here and that, and, and myself as well. And uh, I, I think that that's going to be my creative week because that is creativity. Um, it's, it's just been that week where I've not been able to, to, you know, craft I guess you would say, like, I don't have like a necklace or a painting or a paragraph that I can share with you guys. But I can say that I have practiced creativity in the ways that I've conducted my life this week. So is that fair? Yes, it is. And that's (laughs) huge, you know, and I feel like I know I I feel that way um, with just the daily things as well. And I know probably a lot of our listeners feel you on that as well. You know, there are just times where we don't get to do necessarily do the things that really bring us the joy that are our passion projects. But I think we take pieces of our passion and our creativity and we put it into and use it for the day job or, you know, whatever that happens to be. And I think, honestly, I think that the day job benefits from that. Yeah, I do. I think the data benefits from that. And I also think that um, whenever I do get back to creativity and projects and things like that, that the life experience, the emotions that I have, you know, that I have lived, the uh, relationships that I have built and, you know, both good and bad, um, that the relationships that I've experienced, both good and bad, add to the quality of my work. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, you know, we worked on this project and I keep thinking back to this quotation that we put into this workbook that is new. It's different. You know, it's, it's something in addition to, to the workbook, it's talking about essentially, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to get it wrong. So if I try I can to look it, it up, so here it is, here is okay. the quote. When we only discover the surface of ourselves, we can only create surface level work. Right. And so I would extend that to the surface of ourselves, but like if we don't live our lives, if we're not involved in what's going on around us, if we don't, you know, get our, our hands dirty in our community and in, you know, with what's going on around us, then I think that that also kind of contributes to surface level work. Like you can only imagine what it's like to be you or anybody else. Um, but if you are able to, live in the present wholeheartedly and then you're able to get that depth that is needed not only to have a good life but also to have good work yeah so yeah I agree yeah do I do that all the time no I need that like posted on my forehead or tattooed on my skin or something like that to remember that over and over and over again every day maybe every few hours um but I um I that um, that's sitting with me here heavy at the moment. So you get to hear about it today. <laughs> <laughs> words, words of wisdom from us to us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Yay. <laughs> so last episode, we encouraged you to just get started. We talked about how we came back to our workbook project after a time gap and how worrying about getting back into it was definitely the worst part. We just had to start. Uh, in this episode, we want to do a little reflection on this project as a whole. To remind you, we have focused this season of QWERTY Writing Life podcast on our collaborative project, 
a workbook companion for our book, Finders Keepers, A Practical Approach to Find and Keep Your Writing Critique Partner. In each episode, we have shared with you our processes, our lessons learned, and our takeaways. So now we're barreling toward the close of season four for this project. So first of all, where is our workbook? So you might be wondering, like, where are we in this process? What stage is it in? All that kind of stuff. So no, we don't have it physically in our hands, but we have it about, I I think it's safe to say 90% complete and through one solid round of editing. We only have one new section to add, and it's really not a very big one. Um, it's one of those, it's the how to use this book kind of thing. Like, you really can't do that until you're done anyway. Um, and then the rest are just updates to bios and such. Uh, copy the glossary from the book to the workbook. Um, everything else, though, is going to rest on our formatter, bless her heart. <laughs> and that leads to our final step which is that we need to have some conversations with our formatter to check on her availability and then to actually have kind of more of a serious sit down to discuss our needs and ideas. Um, This workbook is going to require much more extensive formatting than a regular book. There's lots of charts and forms and lines. Um, And so the particularities of this format will be another first for us to tackle. Um, And I think, you know, anytime you have a first, it's going to take a little bit longer. I also feel like we've learned from this project that we can handle those new challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the first things that we did for this project was one we didn't realize we do until we got started. We had to reevaluate our fundamental standards and hold our book up to those. And then we had to hold the uh, both the existing content and the additions to the content to the fundamental standards, which was also something I wasn't expecting to do either. So. Yeah. And, but I mean, that turned out to be such a fantastic thing because it's something that, you know, like we've talked about before, you need to return to often. So, right. And there were some additions that we ended up not putting in the book because we held it up to the fundamental standards and we were like, "Mm, this doesn't hold true to our fundamental standards and the canon content that we had in Finders Keepers. So it was, it, it made a quick decision. It made it easy to say yes and no and not like him and haw over over these things. And so, yeah, it was definitely the right thing to do. Yeah. I think that was one of the coolest things was how we were able to make some decisions that past us probably would have, you know, (laughs) labored over for a ridiculous amount of time, but we were able to do it much more quickly, like you said. Mm -hmm. So while this project was taking an already existing product and making a companion piece for it, we actually ended up making a good bit of new stuff to go into it. Um, for this workbook, it was vital that we added to our conversation. We wanted to make sure we weren't just copying and pasting, although our original challenges, of course, are outstanding and are in the workbook, um, as we knew they would be. But some of them have been tweaked to make sure they make sense in the workbook context. Uh, We did find ways to draw out some challenges or to add others to help writers better prepare themselves to be critique partners. Right. And this is not anything against any other authors who choose to just extract items from their books and put them into a workbook. That is a totally valid way of handling a workbook companion. Um, Joy and I, we're just extra. We can't help it. We We don't do anything simply. Like we just, we have to like add layers that just whatever. Right. Right. I think. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the most unexpected new items for me 
are actually mm-hmm. ones that aren't going to be in the workbook. Mm. So like we added all these things or we said we wanted to add all these things. And as we were going back through that, that list, we realized mm, this really doesn't need to go in the workbook, but it's good stuff. And so we've got tons of ideas for workshops and presentations and either freebie or paid content extras. And I would love to see all these things out in the world. Our mm-hmm. only challenge, I think, is time. <laughs> like, you know, actually putting them together and putting them out in the world. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Our book, our bucket is completely full mm-hmm. with new ideas. And so that was, I, I agree. I think that was surprising and also refreshing to know that there is more to say. There are deeper places to go with this content mm-hmm. and on this topic. So, yeah, thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other unexpected new things that we put in that, you just kind of caught you by surprise. I was trying to think of others. I just, that was kind of the big thing for me. Right. Um, I do think that the time away from Finders Keepers, like the the text, the book, mm-hmm. was good in order to, to break down some of those challenges even mm-hmm. further. So um, I feel as if the challenges that we made separated from the book could be lost in translation. And so what we did in a significant number of the challenges was um, break down the challenge into step, you know, little tiny bites, so individual steps. Mm-hmm. I think that was something that I thought was a good addition to the, to the workbook because if you're using it as a companion alongside Fighters Keepers and you're having some trouble with just working the challenge from the book, then if you have the workbook too, there's a very good chance that that was um, broken down into bite sizes. Yeah. Definitely. I think that would definitely help me, you know, mm-hmm. as someone going through a workbook. Right, right. And I think that we identified the ones that needed to be broken down a little bit more, and we did that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that was a little unexpected. I, d- I didn't know that. It was a very quirky <laughs> thing to do is to break things down into step-by-step bites. And so uh, I I like that we did what we did in the, in the book 1,000%. Um, but then we just took it a step further. We just whole nother level kind of a thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then we actually have, I think, probably three unexpected side benefits. Okay, go for it. So, um, well, first, we did a great deal of research for the publication of a workbook. We mm-hmm. talked about that earlier in the season. And what's good about that is this is research that we're not going to have to do again to such an extent for future workbooks, because that's something that we would like to have more of in the future as we continue with the author resource series. So every new project we tackle is going to have a sharp learning curve, but once it's learned, then that's a new tool in our kit. So I'm pretty excited about that. Mm -hmm. And the second one is that uh, we had some time to begin designs for our merch projects. And so that was a lot of fun. It was a much needed break, I think, too, in the middle of this project. So we were starting to feel the overwhelm. We were trying to redo our process. And we were like, you know what? We need to pivot our pivot. Go to that episode (laughs) if you need to. And then we had a bit of a time gap. And in that time gap, we chose something that was uh, manageable to to work on during that. And also that was a little bit of a, um, uh, is juxtaposition the right word to the type of creativity we were using for the, yeah. for the workbook to the type of creativity that we were using to develop merch yeah, uh, items. So 
we were able to kind of have a refresher on our um, on our mindset and how we were using our creativity. And then I think that that also made when we got back to the workbook um, a more enjoyable situation and also a more manageable situation and one that we were able to stay focused and get done um, quickly and easily. Yeah, definitely. Mm. And, you know, because time is finite and we're creatives Mm -hmm. with many, many ideas, the opportunity to think about a project as something tangible that we're making forward progress toward is just outstanding. So I think that for me, like we Mm -hmm. have all these things and we want to do all these things and we just can't, you know, we can't do everything. But if we can take those little steps moving toward actually having something for me, that's just huge just to have that little nugget. Right. Right. And I would say maybe a little word of caution on that is that if you're making little tiny steps in, in multiple projects and you never reach the finish line on some of those, that can kind of be taxing on your soul as well. True. So I do think that this was the right thing for us, but if we weren't, if we didn't have clear boundaries, if we didn't have the time set, the deadlines, you know, for that project and ending date on that, then it very well could have been that we could have floundered and, and not have what we have today for the workbook companion. Yeah, definitely. And we chose that project for that time gap for the reason that, you know, no, this is not going to get done in this little time gap that we have, but we're going to make a couple of strides toward it. So yes, very good word of um, caution and intention when it comes to these things. Intention. That's really the word. Yeah. All of that could just be summarized into one word. Just be intentional about what you choose. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you take nothing else, take that. (laughs) Right. Right. And then the third side benefit that was, you know, I guess a little unexpected um, although looking back, I guess we should have anticipated it. Basically, <laughs> we have uh, further fine-tuned our procedure for collaborative work. So this is something that creatives do constantly. You know, think about your process. Think about all of this. With each new project that we do, we learn something about ourselves and how we work. And so as a creative duo, we have to do the same thing. And I think that there is some added difficulty to a collaborative procedure because I mean, it's two people, you know, coming together, trying to do stuff. But I think you and I have been together long enough to where our ability to accurately communicate and share our opinions and our needs, like our individual ones, as well as our collective ones, um, all of that that we do is much better than it would have been seven years ago when we reconnected over our writing goals. Like we've been together and we've been communicating not just for the projects that we do together, but just in life in general and in our own personal creative projects. So I think that we have a benefit there of that time together. Right. Absolutely. And I also, in these kind of situations, I generally, well, I won't say in these kind of situations because that's probably not true in an overarching manner, but in this particular situation, I had a bit of hubris in that I was like, oh, man, our new plan is going to just be perfect. I did not anticipate the pivot to pivot situation. (laughs) True. (laughs) And so that was a little bit humbling for me, which being humbled is always a good thing for my character. I appreciate the moments where I can be like, you know what? I I am humbled. It's fine. Um, (laughs) 
Yep, I agree with so, you on that. You know, sometimes they hurt, but I always grow from them. And so I know, like, I, I know that whenever that feeling comes along, that there's growth going to be behind it. And so I guess I can endure those moments a lot easier or, or a bit better than I can acknowledging the fact that growth is on its way. So, um, I, with our, with our comfort level in our friendship and also in our critique partner uh, relationship, I feel as if maybe I was a little bit prideful about like, <laughs> being able to do these things in the way that we, that we had originally planned. I was like, our plan is going to work. There's no plan B needed. Yeah. Um, there we was got a, this. And there was a, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, and we totally needed a plan B and mm-hmm. it was fine. And I, and we are comfortable with the way that um, things have come out uh, or turned out. We not only in that, but we have the, the graphics for some merch opportunities for us. And, um, and now we have a fourth season as well of the podcast that has excellent content in it that kind of goes over the things that we've learned through this, not only kind of, but it actually does go over the things that we've learned about this. We've articulated the things that we need to articulate in order for our personal lives and our creative lives individually and collaboratively to grow. So, um, ultimately, um, I feel like it's been a pretty good success. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> So I would agree with that. Good. I'm so glad. Um, because if it was one-sided, that would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also about our podcast that we have maintained through all this, um, we hit episode 150 overall, and we've mm. gone past that. So that was one of the milestones that we hit during the season. We also surpassed 15,000 all-time downloads, which is pretty huge. So... Yay, us. Yay, yay. Well done, Joy. <laughs> we done, May. Well done. Oh, I can't talk, apparently. <laughs> well done, May. Oh, hi, thank you. <laughs> so thank so, you guys for making Cordy Writing Life part of your creative life. And we hope yes. that you will join us in the next episode. This will be the next episode will be the last one for season four. Um, and we're going to share some of our favorite moments of the season discuss the year's high points, and reveal season five news. Um, And so, yay. We'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Joy, I think it's time for a QWERTY challenge. I would agree. (laughs) So here's our challenge for you guys. Have you recently completed or are nearing the end of a project? We encourage you to reflect on what you've learned along the way. What surprised you? Did you end up with something completely different from what you expected? Also, actually consider and embrace your accomplishment. Time truly is finite, and for most creatives, time for creative endeavors is even more finite, which means any completion or major step toward completion is huge. So the QWERTYs salute you. Go celebrate with tacos and ice cream. (laughs) Mm, Yes, both of those at once. Yes. Well, we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Yes, and go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. 
If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.